0: Hey, you guys. Tickets have officially gone on sale for my next virtual conference. In May, we did Rise Live Courage, and now we're doing Rise Live Healthy and Happy. We're spending an entire day nine plus hours of programming with some of the greatest speakers in the world all talking about how to live your life in such a way that you have the energy to have the life of your dreams. What does it look like to learn to eat intuitively? What does it look like to move your body in celebration? What does it look like to approach health from a place of love and celebration instead of shame? We believe that healthy and happy is about how you feel, not about how you look. So I am joined by incredible people like Jay Shetty and Stacey Flowers, Kelly Levesque, Dave Hollis, Trent Shelton, motivating the crap out of you, me talking about inspiration. And if you've ever been to a RISE conference before, you better believe you're also going to hear from Beans and Chris is going to be a day of fun and energy and so empowering. If you feel like you have fallen off your plan inside of quarantine, if you feel like you need a kick in the pants to get you motivated again, this is the day for you. And tickets start at $40. You can go to theholliscode.com right there at the top of the page. You'll see a big banner. Click on it. Let's hang out. Let's get fired up together. Welcome to The Deus Podcast. My name is Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. Each week, we'll share direct, tangible advice or inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life. To celebrate the launch of Girl, Wash Your Face, I'm giving all of our Deus listeners the first three chapters of the audiobook for free. My hope is that by sharing my honest stories as a working mother, former foster parent, and a woman who has had all kinds of insecurities, that it will spur other women to live with passion and take ownership of their own lives. Enjoy this gift of the first three chapters, and if you want to hear the rest, all narrated by me, order Girl, Wash Your Face on audio wherever books are sold. Chapter 1, The Lie, Something Else Will Make Me Happy I peed my pants last week. Not full-on peed my pants like that one time at summer camp when I was 10 years old. We were playing capture the flag, and I couldn't hold it a second longer. I didn't want to admit that I'd just wet my pants, so I doused myself with a bottle of water. Imagine, if you will, that once all of my clothes were wet, no one, most especially Christian Clark, my camp crush, was the wiser. I was resourceful even then. Did others find it odd that I was suddenly soaking wet? Probably. But I'd rather be an oddball than a pants sweater any day of the week. As for last week, this wasn't that level of peeing my pants— This was just your regular, I've pushed three babies out of my body, dribbling. Giving birth to a baby is like a space shuttle launch. Everything gets destroyed on the way out, which means that sometimes, you guys, I pee my pants. If this knowledge hurts your tender sensibilities, then I'm going to assume you haven't had bladder control problems, and I offer you my congratulations. However, if my experience makes sense to you, then you probably have this problem too, which means you just laughed a little, having experienced a similar predicament. I was jumping with my boys out back, and somebody hollered for me to show off a mid-air toe touch. This is my only known skill on a trampoline, and if I'm going to work up the gumption to hoist myself onto that spring-loaded death trap, you'd better believe I'm going to give it my all. One second, I was soaring through the air like one of those extra tiny gals they launch into basket tosses during a cheerleading competition. And in the next moment, my pants were wet. Nobody noticed, unless you count my pride, but it happened just the same. I had to keep jumping so that the continuous wind rush would dry out my shorts. I'm resourceful, remember? The timing was perfection, too, because not 30 minutes later a previously-programmed Facebook post went up showing me trying on dresses for the Oscars. Before you get the wrong impression, I am not fancy enough to go to the Academy Awards. I am, however, married to someone ultra-hunky. He's not really fancy either, but his job certainly is. That means that sometimes I get to wear dresses like a princess and drink free wine in well-lit ballrooms. In these instances, photos show up on Instagram or Facebook of us looking well-coiffed and ultra-glam, and the internet goes wild. This is prime real estate for people to write me notes about how glamorous my life is, how stylish and fashionable and perfect my world must be. And all I can think when I read those comments later is, I've just peed myself in public surrounded by other human beings. I've literally gone to the bathroom in the air while trying to force my hamstrings into unnatural gymnastics positions in order to impress my three-year-old. Y'all, I'm about as unglamorous as you can get. And I don't mean that in a celebrity stars are just like us kind of way. This is not like that time that Gwyneth went makeup-free and with her perfect skin and her angel blonde hair tried to convince us that she was just a regular gal, even in her $400 t-shirt. No, I mean this literally. I am not glamorous. I am 1,000% one of the nerdiest people you're likely to meet. If I've somehow managed to convince you otherwise because I run a lifestyle website with pretty pictures or because my hair looks extra shiny on Instagram sometimes, well, sister, let me set you straight. Hey, y'all, if you are looking for something to complement the foods that you are already eating to bless your body, I want to make sure you know about Saqqara's Clean Boutique. It's the perfect complement for your eating journey with organic, whole food-based healthy snacks, supplements, and heartwarming teas that round out your rituals beautifully complete your sakara life and ensure you're getting all the essential plant nutrition you need every day with the foundation the brand's curated vitamin packs and if you want to check it out right now sakara is offering our listeners 20 percent off their first order when they go to sakara.com rise or enter code rise at checkout that's sakara s-a-k-a-r-a .com/rise to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash rise I am not a perfect wife, not a perfect mother, not a perfect friend or boss and most definitely not a perfect Christian. Not even close. I am not perfect at anything I do. Well, except for making and eating dishes that are primarily cheese-based. But the other stuff, the life stuff, oh, girl, I'm struggling. I feel like it's important to say that. Important enough to base an entire book around the idea, in fact, because I want to make sure you hear it. I am so incredibly flawed in big ways and small ways and sideways and beside ways, and I make a living telling other women how to better their lives. Me, of the workout regimens and DIY skin brightening scrub. Me, with tips on cooking Thanksgiving dinner and the itemized list of how to parent your kids. Me, I am failing all the time. This is important because I want you to understand, my sweet, precious friend, that we're all falling short. Yet even though I fail over and over and over again, I don't let it deter me. I still wake up every day and try again to become a better version of myself. Some days, I feel as if I'm getting closer to the best version of me. Other days, I eat cream cheese for dinner but the gift of life is that we get another chance tomorrow. Somewhere along the way, women got the wrong information. Or I should say, we got so much of the wrong information that we washed our hands of the whole thing. We live in an all-or-nothing society that says, I need to look, act, think, and speak perfectly, or just throw in the towel and stop trying altogether. That's what I worry about the most that you've stopped trying. I get the notes from readers and see thousands of comments on my social media feeds. Some of you feel so overwhelmed by your life that you've given up. You're a piece of Jetsam being tugged along with the tide. It feels too hard to keep up with the game, so you've quit playing. Oh, sure, you're still here. You still show up for work, you still make dinner and take care of your kids, but you're always playing catch-up you always feel behind and overwhelmed. Life is not supposed to overwhelm you at all times. Life isn't meant to be merely survived. It's meant to be lived. Seasons or instances will inevitably feel out of your control. But the moments when you feel like you're drowning are supposed to be brief. They should not be the whole of your existence. The precious life you've been given is like a ship navigating its way across the ocean, and you're meant to be the captain of the vessel. Certainly there are times when storms toss you around or cover the deck with water or break the mast clean in half. But that's when you need to fight your way back, to throw all the water off the boat bucket by bucket. That's when you need to battle to get yourself back to the helm. This is your life. You are meant to be the hero of your own story. This doesn't mean you become selfish. This doesn't mean you discard your faith or quit believing in something greater than yourself. What it means is taking responsibility for your own life and your own happiness. Said another way, a harsher, more likely to get me punched in the face way, if you're unhappy, that's on you. When I say unhappy... I mean unhappy. I don't mean depressed. True depression has everything to do with your genetic makeup and the chemical balance in your body. As someone who's battled depression personally, I have the utmost compassion for anyone who's going through it. I also don't mean sadness. Sadness or grief brought on by circumstances outside of your control, like the soul-shredding loss of a loved one, is not something that can be walked through quickly or easily. Sadness and pain are things you have to sit with and get to know, or you'll never be able to move on. When I say unhappy, I mean discontented, unsettled, frustrated, angry, any of a number of emotions that make us want to hide from our lives instead of embracing them with arms wide open like a Creed song. Because happy people... The ones who are enjoying their lives 90% of the time do exist. You've seen them. In fact, you're reading a book written by one right now. Ultimately, I think that's what people are commenting on in my photos. They're saying, your life looks so perfect. But what I think they mean is, your life seems happy. You look content. You're always optimistic and grateful. You're always laughing. I want to explain why. I didn't have an easy start. Actually, if I'm being honest, the word I would use to describe much of my childhood is traumatic. Our house was chaotic, the highest highs and the lowest lows. There were big parties filled with family and friends, followed by screaming and fighting and crying. Fist-sized holes would find their way into the walls, and plates would shatter against the kitchen floor. My father handled stress with anger. My mother handled it by going to bed for weeks at a time. Like most children who grow up similarly, I didn't know there was any other way to be a family. Then, when I was 14 years old, my big brother, Ryan, committed suicide. The things I saw and went through that day will haunt me forever, but they also changed me in a fundamental way. I was the baby of four children and had spent my life up until that point largely ignorant of the world outside my own home. But when Ryan died, our already turbulent and troubled home shattered. If life was difficult before he died, it was untenable afterwards. I grew up in that single day. And amid the anguish and fear and confusion of his death, I recognized a great truth— If I wanted a better life than the one I'd been born into, it was up to me to create it. The year he died, I was a freshman in high school, and I immediately started taking as many classes as I could in order to graduate early. My junior year, I received my diploma and moved to Los Angeles, the closest major city to my small California hometown. To this country mouse, L.A. seemed like the kind of place where any dream could come true. I was 17 years old, not even grown up enough to get a phone line or sign the lease on my apartment without an adult signature. But all I could focus on was finally getting away. For years, I'd live within the chaos of my childhood home thinking, someday, I'll get out of here, and then I'll be happy. Y'all, working remotely with your team is the new normal. I know it's the new normal over here, and I have no idea when it might change. And this new way of working requires teams to be more collaborative wherever they are. Monday.com offers a flexible platform to manage any team, project, or workflow online. Bring your team together so you can continue to collaborate, plan, and track your work. Monday.com is a project management platform that makes effective teamwork possible near or far. You can keep all your team's work in one place and coordinate across different teams and departments. This way of project managing increases productivity and efficiency and facilitates transparency between everyone on your team. Let Monday.com take care of what slows you down so you can free up time to focus on the work that drives you. To start your free 14-day trial, go to monday.com. How could I not be happy in L.A.? I soaked up every inch of it from the second my feet hit the ground. I absorbed the frenetic energy of Hollywood and adapted to the rhythm of the waves rolling to shore along PCH. A A multi-dimensional skyline made me feel worldly. I appreciated the kind of views that only an outsider would see. Most people don't notice the trees in Beverly Hills. They're much too busy coveting the mansions that sit below them. But the trees were one of the first things I saw. I gloried in the beauty for the sake of beauty, since that sort of thing hadn't existed in the place where I'd grown up. The thing is, the trees all match in Beverly Hills. On any given street, Around any given corner, even amid the chaos of a bustling city, you will see row after row of perfect symmetry. A menagerie of Canary Island pines and camphor trees and date palms. They were laid out by the original landscape architect back at the beginning of the 20th century. They hug the wide streets in meticulous rows, silent sentinels of one of the world's most affluent cities. After a lifetime of chaos... I delighted in the order. Finally, I thought to myself, I'm where I belong. Time passed and seasons changed, and my new city eventually taught me one of the most vital lessons I've ever learned. Moving or traveling or getting away, it's just geography. Moving doesn't change who you are. It only changes the view outside your window. You must choose to be happy, grateful, and fulfilled. If you make that choice every single day, regardless of where you are or what's happening, you will be happy. I get to see my best friend Amanda a few times a year. Every time we hang out, we talk until our throats are sore and laugh until our cheeks hurt. Amanda and I would have just as much fun hanging out in my living room as we would lying on a beach in Mexico. Now, granted, Mexico is prettier and the weather is nicer and we'd have easier access to cocktails with little umbrellas in them. But we can have a great time whether we're in my backyard or behind the dumpster at the local Walmart because we're so excited to hang out with each other. When you're engaged and involved and choosing to enjoy your own life, it doesn't matter where you are or, frankly, what negative things get hurled at you. You'll still find happiness because it's not about where you are, but who you are. Things that helped me. 1. I stopped comparing myself. I stopped comparing myself to other people, and I also stopped comparing myself to whoever I thought I was supposed to be. Comparison is the death of joy, and the only person you need to be better than is the one you were yesterday. 2. I surrounded myself with positivity. I cringe even writing that because it sounds like a poster you'd see taped to the wall of your 8th grade gym class. But cheesy or not, it's gospel. You become who you surround yourself with. You become what you consume. If you find yourself in a slump or feel as though you're living in a negative space, take a good hard look at who or what you see every day. Three. I figured out what makes me happy, and I do those things. This seems like the most obvious idea in the world. But at the end of the day, very few people intentionally choose the things that bring them joy. No, I don't mean that you can build a life around massages and lavish dinners. Or maybe you can, fancy pants. I mean that you should spend more time doing things that feed your spirit, more long walks with your dog, Less volunteering for that thing you feel obligated to do but actually hate. You are in charge of your own life, sister. And there's not one thing in it that you're not allowing to be there. Think about it. Thanks to our producer, Allison Cohen, our sound engineer, Jack Noble, and our sound editor, Andrew Weller. So this week, I announced my next book. It's called Didn't See That Coming. It's all about how you put your life back together after your world falls apart. I actually wrote this inside of quarantine because I wanted something that y'all could read as you transition out of the crisis of a pandemic. And then inside of writing it, My world fell apart. And this is a story of how you keep on going. This is a story of the tactics and the tools that I have used time and time again when I have gone through grief or loss or trauma. The book comes out on September 29th, and you can find it today. You can pre order wherever books are sold. And yes, I'm narrating the audio as always. But if you pre-order, meaning if you buy it any time before September 29th, if you go to didn'tseethatcomingnewbook.com, you can get my one-hour course on how to rebuild. How do you rebuild your life? Free one-hour course plus a workbook that you can print out and utilize to start the process. Something that I thought I could give you to be helpful as you transition to whatever comes next. Didn't See That Coming is my new book, and I hope that you will check it out.